five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. Welcome back to another episode of Olivia Rodrigo finally released a full-length <laughs> album, and I think I'm going to kill every man who has ever wronged me. Also, Natalie's really hungover, so. Yeah, I'm dying, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really struggling. <laughs> this is our first time filming during the day. Yeah. We thought it would be a nice coffee talk episode. Yeah. Maybe we'd be a little more coherent, a little less drunk. No, I've ruined it. But that's okay. It's fine. You know, life happens, guys. We just got to roll with the punches. So here I am. I'm showing up for everybody and I'm pushing through the hangover mm-hmm. to, to bring you guys this important episode, this life or death episode. We treat this like a full-time job where if it we don't is. perform, someone's going to you know, storm our house and snipe us in the middle of the head and blow our brains out. Yeah. So that's definitely, definitely a possibility. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen if we don't record this podcast. We don't know what enemies we have that like we have don't. connections in the military. We yeah. saw what Carly did to Neville. That could be us at any moment. Exactly. We're going to get SWAT teamed because we don't record. <laughs> so I'm here hungover as fuck, but I am bringing you guys this episode and I'm going to pull it together and do this thing. So on that note, let's get into the episode. This week's episode is I Promise Not to Tell. I'm so sorry. I am a bad friend because I did tell. I told your secret. I told everyone that you were hungover. She is not a loyal friend, unlike everybody else in this episode that we will find out about. Sad day for my friends everywhere. (laughs) This is season one, episode 12, released January 12th, 2008. We are in a new year it's no longer 2007 it is now 2008 you are so 2000 and late <laughs> so 2000 and late oh my god <laughs> it's directed by steve hofer who we've discussed before and written by dickie murphy which is crazy because i know a girl named pussy murphy <laughs> do you think they're related yeah i think so <laughs> they go together <laughs> Or maybe they're like husband and wife. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, dick, pussy, get over here. We got to run for you. Our favorite couple. That's, that's a great couple name, dick and pussy. <laughs> I'm going to name my daughter pussy. <laughs> I'm going to name my pussy. son dick and then they can date. <laughs> Wait, our, our kids are going to be siblings. Oh my God, is that incestual? Yeah. Sorry. Oh my God, Natalie just said incest. Incest check. That was actually a test to see if you would say that our kids were going to be kids. Like, our, wait, that like. <laughs> actually, our kids are going to be adults. <laughs> That, like, my kid and your kid would be our kids. That was a test. Unless we unless we adopt. <laughs> That's true. And then I guess it's, like, it wouldn't be fully incest, but it would be, like, that episode of How to Get Away with Murder where it's, like, kind of gross. Yeah. It's still not good. Any adopted siblings out there who are fucking, uh, hit us up in the comments below. <laughs> We'd love to hear about your experience. <laughs> But in this week's episode, Sam uses the principal's computer to change one of Carly's grades from an A to a B, so she gets the straight A's that she deserves. Period. Carly, the ungrateful little rule-following shit that she is, tries to find a way to change her grade back to a B without breaking her promise to Sam that she would keep her shenanigans a secret. 
we are starting off at the Shea apartment. Spencer is screaming the word lamp at a lamp. Obviously, he's so quirky. Pretty standard. Normal stuff in the Shea household. Carly comes along and goes, I'm pretty sure it, it knows it's a lamp. Thank you, Carly. Spencer explains that it's a smart lamp that's supposed to turn on when you say lamp. Spencer very casually asks Carly if she needs a ride to school, but Carly says Freddie's mom is going to drive them. I was taken for a fucking loop when we <laughs> discovered that this exchange was happening in the wee hours of the morning. Yep. And I just have, so, who, who, what child is this calm and chill before school? I don't know. I, I'm not even this chill before work at all. Like, I am running out of the house immediately. I wasn't even this chill right before recording this podcast, and it is 2 p.m. <laughs> I was, like, freaking the fuck out. I feel like every day before school, even if I was early, I was scared about being late and, like, yes. just, like, ah, 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 ah. and then it's, like, if someone had to drive me to school, I'm pretty sure that I would, like, they would know about it beforehand. Also, right. why is Spencer up? At, like, okay, like, high school starts at 8 a.m. It, it's Seattle, so I'm assuming it's somewhere to Chicago where it takes, like, what, like, a half hour to get there? Yeah, it's, like, in the city. So it's, like, what the fuck is he doing up? I don't know. Six, seven? Just talking to a lamp? And he's like, oh, do you need a ride to school? Like, what do you, like, like you're saying, like, what, does she usually just walk to school? Does she, does she always have a ride? Like, is this not pre-planned out? This makes no sense. This is very stressful to me. And the fact that they're just like chilling. Unrealistic. Unrealistic. You know what is also unrealistic? Why would you buy a (laughs) lamp that turns on by saying lamp? Why would you, (laughs) why would you just not buy a clap on clap off lamp that makes no sense to me yeah why would you want to say lamp yeah i feel like there are a million other things that you could say to a lamp that would be better than lamp like on even light i think light would be better than lamp yeah it's just it's i don't like it i don't know who would buy it i don't know why he would buy it also um bestie vibes that freddie's mom is gonna drive them to school like did this just start recently because he used to wait until she got home so <laughs> like <laughs> Is she constantly driving them now or? I feel like that this was a weird thing. It was weird. I feel like the continuity of like who is taking them to school is like always shifting and changing. And then like sometimes Sam's mom is driving just her and Carly back. I don't know. And then Freddie just fucking crawls on the street home. Like... knows carly starts flexing that she wrote the greatest history report in the history of history reports the laugh track went crazy yes Ah! (laughs) (laughs) that's going to secure her a in history class which means that she's going to get straight a's for the first time ever i thought that was weird because i thought she was like a nerd i thought she was always getting straight isles i mean maybe she like fucks up a class here and there but she's definitely a nerd that's for sure fucking nerd stupid yeah she's like the low-key nerd like freddie's like the tech nerd but carly's like the low-key like try hard nerd yeah spencer is so proud of her but he still keeps sporadically saying lamp because he's distracted adhd check (laughs) carly asks for the instructions to try to help spencer figure the lamp out and he says good luck they're in japanese so carly suggests using the japanese word for lamp to turn it on they look to the instructions find out the 
the word is rampoo and repeatedly scream it at the lamp, exaggerating a Japanese accent until it works, and they keep yelling at it to turn it on and off. Freddie walks in on them, is weirded the fuck out, and then leaves. Carly goes, you just gotta say it like an angry Japanese man when they were trying to figure out how to turn it on. And it's just, just a little bit of racism. Not even, what, two minutes into the episode? No, we're right off the bat is just already racist again. Let's just make fun of like how Japanese people talk in their like native language. Right. It's funny. It's hilarious. Anyone who isn't a white American. The way that they speak. Like that's comedy. Hilarious. Like people are different from me. Wow. Comedy. Comedy. SNL. SNL, have you heard about racist stereotypes? Like, they're (laughs) phenomenal. I want to know how the fuck they figured out the Japanese word for lamp, because if the instructions are in Japanese, it's written in characters, and there's no fucking phonetic way to figure it out, let alone decipher which even symbol would mean lamp. I, you know what? I didn't think of this. I didn't think of this. Until you said this, I was just like, oh, it's obviously in the instructions. I didn't even question it. But I didn't even think about it being in characters and not written out phonetically. Maybe Carly knows Japanese. Secrets revealed. Yeah, maybe, you know, her dad is in the military, so they do colonize people. So maybe she secretly knows Japanese. Oh, is that why they don't have a mom? Yeah. Because he, like, impregnated random women (gasps) in a boot and then took the kids back to America? Oh my god. It's all making sense. Oh my god. And then maybe they're only half siblings and that's why the age gap is so big. Wow. Wow. Holy fuck. Oh my god. We just exposed the entire iCarly universe. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Dark. That's a lot to think about. Dark secrets in iCarly check. (laughs) Deep dive into iCarly with us. Okay, also, but going back to your comment before, how do they have the fucking time to just casually, one, have this conversation, and then sit down and scream at a lamp all before school? This is very unrealistic to me. Like, they're sitting there screaming for, like, a few minutes. I, like, maybe this is, like, a thing where it's, like, if you live in, like, some rural-ass fucking place where you know for sure that it's only gonna take, you know, five minutes to drive. Right. But it's, like, I feel like in the city, there's always a chance that, you know, traffic's gonna be randomly terrible or the bus isn't gonna come or some shit like that so my goal was always to like try to get there as soon as possible because even if you think you're on time you're not some fuck shit could happen and you're gonna be late right and they don't give a fuck if you're coming from the south side of chicago all the way to the north side they're like you need to plan accordingly you're gonna get a tardy slip it's so unrealistic that they are just like vibing just let letting the time pass just yelling at a lamp just for fun in the morning before school and then like freddie just walks in and leaves like did he leave without her (laughs) you know what though i don't blame him because i would be like what the fuck I'd be like, we're going to be late, bitch, and you're just shooting the shit with your bro? Yeah. Like, let's get it the fuck together. My mom is already in the car. Like, let's go, bitch. (laughs) But so they make it to school on time, we're assuming. Somehow. And a snooty British teacher is giving a very fast-paced lecture on the defenestration of Prague. And before you ask, no, he will not slow down. I thought this was hilarious. The defenestration of Prague are three separate events where people were defenestrated, which means to be thrown out a window oh thank you i didn't know (laughs) did you not learn about this no (laughs) this was one of those things where like when kids in like ap like european history or some shit in high school when they learned what the word defenestration meant they would go around being like do you guys know what defenestration means because i do i learned it in class it means throw someone out a window (laughs) it was like you know those like annoying fun facts that people learn if they won't shut up about it yes i do anyway (laughs) yup my entire personality i was like (laughs) 
I'm gonna kill myself. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you. I love your personality and your defenestration. I'm, I'm done. Anyway, (laughs) so none of these people died. They were simply (laughs) chucked out a window. Casual. But these defenestrations happened because of tensions between Protestants and Catholics. Ooh. And these defenestrations eventually led to the Thirty Years' War, which was not actually a war. It was more like a bunch of individual uprisings that happened over a period of time. Huh. Thank you for the history lesson. You're welcome. I'm glad that we oh, all learned also, a lot. What? Yeah, I'm a I'm a history I'm a I'm a I'm a history teacher. I'm a history teacher. But also, I'm just thinking about this British man who's like really dapper and like full of himself. Yes. Who like his his dream is to teach in Seattle. You hate Seattle so much. Who like who grows up in England and is like, you know what my dream is? One day I'm gonna travel to America and I'm gonna live in Seattle. <laughs> It'll be lovely. Like, I feel like the point of leaving the UK is to get out of, like, the damper and, like, dingy rain clouds and shit like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Seattle is rainy and shit. You know, when you put it that way, that makes sense. That's all I had to say. I bet there are zero British people in Seattle right now. You know what? If you're a British person in Seattle and you're listening to this, comment below to Mythbust Cersei. Prove me wrong. Yeah, prove her wrong. <laughs> Carly is visibly struggling with her notes, and no, teacher dickwad still will not slow down. I'm just so weirded out that eighth graders are learning about this subject in particular because this is, like, the most fucking asinine thing <laughs> to ever learn about. Like, you don't need to know this. No. Like, this is the stupidest thing. Like, they should be learning real things in history class, like the fact that Bush did 9-11. Yeah, period. And that Dick Cheney made money off the Iraq War. <laughs> Those are the important things that children need to know. And that Israel isn't a real place. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, it's a colonizer state. Period. That's right. We're getting topical here. Oh, so the other thing, Carly, she mouths what the... And I thought she was going to mouth what the fuck. Like, she stops and just mouths what the... And I was fully waiting for what the fuck. Let Carly say fuck. Let her say it. Let Carly Shay say fuck. Free her too. She's being censored. She is being censored. End censorship in (laughs) children's media. Let the kids swear. Another thing is teachers who give lectures where there isn't anything written down and they're just speaking deserve to go to jail. They deserve to go to jail because like I cannot, I like that's so fucked up especially especially middle school teachers these kids are in eighth Mm -hmm. grade like why who are you trying to impress why are you trying so hard like just fucking write shit down on a powerpoint or like on the fucking chalkboard it's literally like an ego thing like they're like insecure and they're taking it out on kids and it's like you literally signed up to teach children who are not developed get confused easily and have so many different things to focus on and you're not gonna be kind right and you're not even offering to slow down or anything like they're clearly struggling and you're not gonna help them i had teachers who would pride themselves on having classes that were difficult to pass and a lot of kids would get f's and i'm like it is your job to teach kids something and you are failing at your job why are you taking pride in it yeah because they think that it's like oh other teachers are so easy you Uh can walk all over them and it's like no they are teaching me what i need to know right you are convoluting your own topic to feel intellectually superior to children to children children like this is why students fail classes like these like and then it's reflected Mm -hmm. poorly on them but it's not reflected poorly on the teacher and it's like when Mm -hmm. you have everybody in your class failing it's not the students 
it's mm-hmm. the teacher. And there should be mm-hmm. some kind of consequence for it. Because that's not the point of learning. The point of learning is to learn. I have so many issues with the American education system, but we can't get into that. No. That was our that was our quick deep dive into the American education <laughs> system. <laughs> but so teacher Dickwad hands the papers back and he is hurling insults at each student for their poor work. Awful, hideous, bad, terrible. British accent. Bad. British accent. Oh. I'm awful. <laughs> hungover for that awful Try, hideous no, come on no uh, you gotta do it gun to your head gun to my head um wait how do people awful hideous bad terrible bad horrible thank you thank you effort a for effort i'm trying i'm trying when he gives carly her paperback he says i know you're gonna make me do this in an accent (laughs) (laughs) he says congratulations carly your report was outstanding best in the class and she (laughs) and she is delighted until she sees that she only received a b when she asks why he says, obviously, because it was printed on three-hole punch paper. And I hate three-hole punch paper. <laughs> I fucking hate teachers like this. Because they're real, and they're there, and they're out there, and they're making kids have a bad relationship with school. Yep. And fun fact, there was a study about kids from, like, different countries who never really received a formal education uh-huh. who performed better in university than hmm. kids who got an American education. Wow. Because they were there to learn and to try and to attempt and to put effort into it. Yeah. Whereas American students are so conditioned to just like there being weird arbitrary rules right. and busy work and nothing matters and you're just forced to do it. And this this turns kids off from learning when learning is actually so much fun. Yeah. It's why people like drunk history. It's why people like podcasts. Like we're exploring things. Right. And it's entertaining because learning is fun. Yeah. Learning is fun. But school isn't fun. No. And teachers like this. Teachers like this. Yep. Teachers like this absolutely ruin it. It's like, I, again, will never understand why there are teachers who exist, who set students up for failure and make their classes impossible on purpose. Like, you signed up to be a teacher. You wanted to teach. Nobody forced you to do it. You wanted to be a teacher. You found some sort of passion in this career because we all know teachers don't go into it for the money. Like, you wanted Mm -hmm. to do this. And yet, you have decided to make all these students' lives miserable and, like, fail them and shit. It's like the whole point of being a teacher is to teach them and to help them grow and learn, not to fail them or make their lives difficult. Like, teachers like this Mm -hmm. should not be teachers. It's... Yeah. It's this whole thing just really fucked me up. Because it's not all teachers. No. But there's enough bad ones that make school wholly unenjoyable. Right. Yeah. Like, you're the (sighs) fucking reason kids don't like school. Have fun sleeping at night, dumbass. Right. She offers to print it out on normal paper, but he says, Reports can only be submitted once, silly little truffle. (laughs) Jail. 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 J-A-I-L. Yeah. Again, why? The penitentiary. Penitentiary? No. Why? I've had teachers or even, like, supervisors who don't give out A's or, like, perfect evaluation scores just for the principle of it because no one is perfect. And it's like, again, who are you trying to impress? 
What point are you trying to make? Just give the kids a fucking damn A. Like, it Mm -hmm. literally only poorly affects them. Not you for giving out a fucking good score. Like, they think that, like, giving out an A or something means that they're, like, a weak teacher or, like, a pushover. And it's like... No! If someone sat down and listened to your lecture and were able to produce perfect work, that reflects well on you. Yes! Yes! You having your students do well in your class reflects well on you. You having your students do poorly in your class reflects poorly on you. Fucking idiots. Assholes. (laughs) So then at the end, she sadly says, but this means I'll only get a B for this semester. And he responds with congratulations and then leaves. Carly goes, I'd like to punch three holes in him. That's what I'd like to do. (laughs) And I'd like to see it. I'd like to see her do it. So yes, I think she's got the muscles. I think so. She could wreck his little shit. I think he deserves it. So, fuck you. Back of the Shea apartment, the kids are trying to figure out how to get revenge on teacher dickwad, but when they walk into the living room, Spencer has surprised Miss Carly <laughs> with a giant A made out of a bunch of little A's, and he proclaims, your A is gonna be huge! <laughs> this is like an ass slash and or anus joke. Yes, that was my first thought. I was like, this is uncomfortable. Why are you talking about Carly's ass? I hate it. She is 13. Yeah. And she's your sister. <laughs> Incest. Incest vibes. <laughs> Carly tells him that she's not gonna get straight A's because her teacher is so strict. And Spencer reveals that he remembers teacher Dick Wad because he gave him a detention for playing with his fruit. And the way that he said, playing with my fruit, <laughs> sounded like a masturbation joke to me. You know, when you put it that way, yeah. Yeah, I I could see it. I could see it. I thought, honestly, he was going to say that he started like a food fight or something. (laughs) But no, he was just playing with his fruit. He was just doing a little quick masturbation, you know? Just touching his little pee-pee. Just touching his little pee-pee. But, you know, how disruptive could he have been playing with his fruit for the teacher to notice and give him a detention? Poor Spencer. Like, he's just neurodivergent a little bit. He just wants to play with his fruit. You know, Spencer's the ADHD king. He is. He is. Carly asks Spencer to take the sculpture down so she isn't tormented by the reminder of what almost was. Spencer (sighs) offers to give her a hug and they embrace. But Sam asks how to turn the lamp on and Spencer screams, Rampoo! (laughs) And startles the fuck out of Carly. (laughs) She's just like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, why the fuck does Sam want to turn that lamp on? I don't know. Talk about a forced joke. Anyway, the whole a a lot of this episode is is the forced joke. So the next day in Principal Franklin's office, Sam has her weekly meeting with Obama (laughs) where she tells him all the mischief she's gotten into recently, which includes slapping Gibby with a slice of pizza. When Obama asks why she did that, Sam responds with, well, I found it on the floor. I wasn't going to eat it. Which, I mean, that's sound logic. I mean, that checks out to me. Why let the pizza go to waste? (laughs) Also, when Sam walks in, uh, she says, good morning, Ted. And then Principal Franklin is like, hey, like, what? So then she goes, good morning, Principal Franklin. Which reminds me of good morning, Miss Hannigan from Annie. It was like the same tone. Yeah, I totally hear that. Obama's secretary needs some technical help, which results in Sam learning his username and password, which is Big Teddy, and the password is Corn Cake 21. 
Big Teddy sounds like Big Titty to me. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> My dad's nickname is Big Tim. So Big Teddy makes sense. <laughs> Big Timmy. Big Timmy. You know, why would he not just write it down for her? The biggest troublemaker in the entire school is sitting right there. And he's just going to scream his password. <laughs> like you're asking for it. You're asking for it. This is the forced joke. Like there's no way that he would just yeah. say this password while Sam, Miss Sam herself, is sitting right there. Yeah. Where did this teacher all of a sudden get a banana from? You know, she is all up next to him eating this banana when she was not holding a banana when she walked in. And why is she eating it all up in his ear like that? Make it make sense. He said, come, come in my office. I have a banana in my drawer. Eat it in my ear for some ASMR effect. Yeah. And I will scream the password to you. (laughs) (laughs) This secretary looked kind of familiar and just sounded a little bit familiar to me. And I was wondering why. And so I looked her up. And she is none other than Debbie Derryberry. Her name is Debbie Derryberry? Debbie Derryberry. What? Yep, that is her name. That is her legal name. Was she born like that? (laughs) Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Debbie Derryberry. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. That is a sick ass name. Yep. (laughs) Wow. Who is Debbie Derryberry, you may ask? Well, she is none other than the voice of tons of characters that you know. Just to name a few, she is the voice of Jimmy Neutron. Stop. Yup. Draculaura from Monsters High. Diana from Sailor Moon. Coco Bandicoot from Crash the Video Game. She's also JJ from JJ the Jet Plane. And she's the Green Aliens from Toy Story. She's the Green Aliens from Toy Story? Yep. She is in so many other things too. Like the list goes on and on and on. She has over 150 like voice actor credits. She is in literally everything that you can name. So she's also on TikTok and she posts a lot of stuff all the time doing like voice actor things. And she comes up on my For You page sometimes. So that's why I knew what she looked like. That is so cool. Now you know. Obama gotta leave to wash his tie because there's maple syrup on it. So he leaves his computer unattended and Sam sneaks over and starts using it. And all I gotta say is what fucking grown ass man is eating (laughs) syrup in the morning? That is so fucking dark sided. Let Obama enjoy his pancakes in peace. No, he has a country to run. Why is he eating pancakes? (laughs) Also, again, why would he leave the biggest troublemaker (laughs) in the school alone in his office with his computer unlocked after screaming the password to the report system? Like, you're asking for it. I have no remorse for them. This is such a forced plot. We are victim shaming. Yeah, I am victim shaming. I forgot to mention, this is, I got so wrapped up in the pussy, but this is Dickie Murphy's (laughs) first time, like, writing comedy. Yeah. He was only, like, like, an assistant to production before that. So I think we're seeing the holes in his, um, legitimacy. Oh my god. There's so many. I don't think I've ever been like, would this really, would, come on. Because you want to write them to the top of their intelligence, your characters. Right. This is not the top of Obama's intelligence. No, Obama is way smarter than this. Obama would never. You know what, Dickie, you might have to get fired for this episode here. Bye bye, Dickie. (laughs) Go hang out with pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Go find pussy. (laughs) 
I also wanted to talk about how the secretary says that she took a stain removing class in community college. And I want to, I, I, I'm going to say it. It feels a little misogynistic to me. Why? Why is there a stain removing class in community college? I know it's a joke, but, and why is this woman having taken it? Yeah, I thought it was just like dogging on community college. Like, yeah. being like, oh, it's not real school. It's like stain remover Stupid. school. Yeah, but also, yeah, true. she is a woman, so. Right. It's because you're a woman. Obviously, she knows how to remove stains. She's a woman. And she obviously <laughs> took a whole class on it in a community college because she's a woman. And why would she take any other classes in community college? Have you ever seen The Room? No, but I know. Like, when you go see screenings of it, the Tommy Wiseau film, for any of you who don't know, um, yeah. there's, like, a bunch of, like, cult habits that like the followers do like they like bring plastic spoons and throw it at the screen and uh the film is like really misogynistic and it just like dogs on the female characters so whenever something bad happens to a female character everyone in the theater screams it's because you're a woman and it's so fucking funny <laughs> oh my god so that's what i was quoting when i screamed it's because you're a woman i see thank you for explaining <laughs> sam has a secret to tell miss carly shay but Ooh. makes her sweat not to tell the day Carly swears but it's not good enough because Sam wants an ankle swear (laughs) the two do an elaborate secret handshake that ends with them shaking each other's ankles and I was like okay parent trap somebody (laughs) thinks that they're Annie and Martin up in here and you're not you're an imitation I forgot about that there's so many like slight references to other movies throughout this episode too so although dickie doesn't know how to write a plot without any plot holes at least he does have a lot of good references but that's the thing is it a reference or just stealing ideas because he didn't have any of his Ooh. own okay dickie you're back to being canceled cersei makes a good point also we're learning this we are 100 percent learning this yeah be ready brb be ready bitch since they were obviously copying the parent trap here, the woo track is going wild. They are eating up this ankle shake. And by they, I mean the fake track that they superimposed <laughs> onto this episode. <laughs> At the end of this ankle shake, Carly and Sam say, I swear. In such a <laughs> monotone voice. Like, they're literally robots. Like, there's no emotion. There's nothing. It's literally just, I swear and i was like what the fuck is this i'm just picturing that this was like the fifth or sixth take of like them doing this and each time the director was like (laughs) and they're just tired be more serious be more serious you're not smiling this is serious be more serious but they didn't know how to be serious so they were just like i swear literally robots (laughs) i carly i robot crossover Ooh. Ooh. Sam is so fucking excited to tell Carly what she did. What did she do? She hacked into the school's computer system and changed her grade and gave her the A that she deserves. Okay, Freddie. Carly, how does she feel? What's her response? Tell me how she feels. She's pissed as fuck. I was like, girl, what? And she immediately wants to tell the principal. But Sam is like, bro, we literally just ankle shook. Like, you know that if you break an ankle shake, the fucking SWAT team, they're coming back. But this time they're coming for you. They're coming for you. She said, I wrote down their numbers and I will call them. Right between the eyes, baby. You better (laughs) not break this promise. Sam also bumped her own grades up, which true queen. And even Freddie's because she owes him money and she doesn't want to pay him back. 
So she was like, mm, there you go. I was like, why the hell would Freddie loan Sam money and expect <laughs> to get it back? Let's let's discuss. Victim blaming. Let's victim blame. <laughs> because that was idiotic. Idiotic. Like, again, plot hole. Why would Freddie not know this? Why would Freddie lend her money? Why... I don't know. The only logical explanation is that she basically bullied him into giving it to her. But with that, you would assume you wouldn't receive it back. And he thinks he's getting the money back. Even if he willingly gave it to her, why would he think that he's getting the money back? And let's be honest here. She bumped up Freddie's grave because she's in love with him. Let's be honest. A hundred percent. I was surprised that Freddie even had a grade that needed to be bumped up because he's yeah. Mr. MIT and shit. I was wondering, maybe it's just like gym class. <laughs> he got a B because he's so weak and wimpy. Yeah, he's failing gym class. So. <laughs> that would make sense. Hey, I bumped your gym grade up because you're a fucking <laughs> pussy wimp. Are you pussy Mersby up Before in here? Before it was needs improvement and now it's satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> Carly says she's going to tell Freddie and Sam's like, why? And like in like the most serious dramatic voice, like she goes, because it involves him too. Like, what is this? I know what you did last summer. Did you fucking kill someone? (laughs) Like what? Literally. Here is the emotion that I wanted after the ankle shake. (laughs) You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. She's going to say it. Sam was being a good friend and helping Carly out. Carly Mm -hmm. deserves the A. Sam knows it. And she knows the teacher was just being a dick. And she was trying to be a good friend. Carly should be Mm -hmm. grateful. Who was being hurt by, like, changing the grade? It doesn't hurt anybody. Like, she's just changing it to an A. No one gets hurt. So go off, queen. Like, I support her. The only way I kind of sympathize with this is that, like, for me, I wouldn't feel that, like, gratification or vindication knowing that I, like, achieved something if it went about in this manner. Right. However, that's how I feel as an adult who puts yes. effort into classes that were leading up to my career and, you know, I wanted right. to feel good about it. But in the eighth grade... It's middle school. Who cares? You're cheating. You're cheating on the homework anyway because who, who fucking wants to do 20 hours of busy work? It doesn't mean anything right. about your literacy or procedural fluency. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's nonsense. Grades mean nothing, especially like this. It literally doesn't matter. At this moment in time, I was looking at Sam's hair. Uh Uh-huh. And it was very soft and silky and sleek and perfectly curled. And her bangs were just like really nice and, 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 you know, styled, blown out. And then she had these little twists. Put a little extra effort. Yeah, these little twisteroonies that go behind her head and then come together. And I was just thinking, what the fuck? This bitch would not. First of all, does she even own a hairbrush? (laughs) This bitch would be greasy. Okay, poor shamer. Like <laughs> I'm just saying, is this the kind of girl that's putting like effort into her hair? Maybe. Maybe she just no. wanted to look good that day, you know? She was like But it's like every day. I helped I helped Carly. This is a good day. I can't wait to tell her what I did for her. You know, I'm gonna look nice for the big news. But this is how her hair is every day. She always has those little things. And I always think about it and I never write it down. But it's like it's strange to me because I feel like Sam's character is a yeah. is a messy bun girl. Like she'd be putting it oh. up in a bun and yeah. being like, fuck this shit. Or like a pony. Like yeah. she would definitely be a pony girl. Yeah. It, it, I, I just that. think that her hair is really out of character because I can't picture Sam Puckett having the patience to sit down, put product in it, you know, curl it and then and then twirl it around and connect it. And I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I didn't realize that it was every day. But mm-hmm. yes, you're right. You're right. That does not make sense when you think about the rest of her character. Mm-hmm. She is a lesbian. Like lesbians, they wear ponytails or messy buns. Yeah. Like, there is no way that she was sitting there. It's like what Kate McKinnon said. 
to Seinfeld on comedians getting coffee in cars. She was like, yeah, I just wear pajama pants everywhere in high school. And <laughs> yeah. um, and he, w- he was like, but didn't you want to get girls? And she was like, yeah. And he was like, that worked? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, girls mm, are not men. Yeah. Yep. I'd be looking like shit and they'd be like, hey, little mama. <laughs> maybe maybe Sam doesn't know that information and she's trying to get the girls and she's like, my hair's got to look good. So, who knows? I don't know. A lot to think about after that. A lot to think about. A lot on the brain right now. Yeah, a lot on the brain. After Carly says that she's going to tell Freddie because it involves him too, <laughs> Sam's like, but he's going to tattle. And Carly goes, I'll be sure. He doesn't tell. Hard cut to Freddy writhing on the floor screaming, (laughs) I have to tell! I have to tell! He's like desperately crawling towards the door and Carly's like holding his legs as he's like (laughs) trying to get away from her. And they're just like screaming back and forth and Freddy is not backing down for anything because he's a little fucking snitch (laughs) and he's about to get stitches. So Carly like goes on the floor and straddles him and pins his arms above his head. And do I even need to say it? Do we even need to discuss? This was so fucking erotic for no damn reason. It was. It truly was. I was like, what? Like, the the wrestling went on for so long. She was all on top of him. Like, it was- Straddling! Straddling. Straddling. Uh, like, her coochie was by his pee-pee. Yeah, she was all up on it. They're 13! Yeah, it was Dicky and Pussy right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's their love story. <laughs> wow. I don't even know why Freddy was bothering to squirm. Like, it made him look so much more pathetic. Like, you're just, just fucking take it at this point. And then I love that absolutely nothing gets resolved. She just sort of, like, pins him down. And then Freddy calms down and then Carly helps him up. But it's like, nothing was exchanged that would be like, Freddy's not gonna just run to his mom now. No words. No words. They just know. They just know the vibe. It It was just like, like, oh, emotion change over literally nothing. Great writing, Dickie Murphy. Yeah. Carly wants to figure out how to fix this without telling on Sam and Freddie's like why would she change my grade and make it better she hates me and Carly explains that she didn't want to pay that fucking $40 back and Freddie's <laughs> like I'm not getting my 40 bucks back like don't act so confused Freddie you know that y'all are both in love with each other that's why yeah. she changed the grade and again you know what I am gonna victim blame again Freddie let's be real you loaned Sam money and you thought you would get it back that's on you dude that's dummy shit be glad she fixed your grade like be glad she did anything for you literally like how the fuck else were you gonna get your fucking gym grade up you wimp you just got bested <laughs> by carly shay she's like two pounds you just got fucking owned dude take that bitch pathetic and i'm not saying that in like a oh well, a girl just did that to you no i'm saying it as like a sam could definitely do that to you but carly oh, yeah. carly doesn't scare me no i could fight carly i'm a 24 year old woman i could take that eighth grader <laughs> You tell him. You tell him. <laughs> Child abuse check. <laughs> Somebody call the police. The SWAT team is at your door. Please don't. I don't want to go back to jail. <laughs> Freddie decides that he's going to hack into the school system remotely and then tells Carly, you know, the only reason you pinned me down like that was because I wasn't ready. And Carly goes, are you ready now? And he goes, yeah. Then Carly proceeds to absolutely wreck Freddy's shit and wrangles him to the ground effortlessly. Get him. Freddy is like near tears, choking on his words and goes, can we please not tell anyone about this? I was like, toxic masculinity. Check. 
I sort of stopped noticing how awkward the acting could be, but I watched this episode on my TV instead of my laptop, and I think the size difference really made me notice yep. it. Because yep. after she wrangles him, Miranda just sort of, like, gets on her knee and awkwardly stares at him, smiling and shaking her head. And I was like, uh, beep boop, beep boop. Beep, boop. That's like a, a robot trying to figure out how to be a human. This whole episode, she's a robot. This whole episode. <laughs> she's like, ha ha, silly Freddy. Meanwhile, Freddy's <laughs> absolutely trying to hide how turned on he is in this moment. Like, <laughs> like when she had him pinned down, Freddy looks like he just had a sexual awakening. Like his eyes oh got all wide and he just got really quiet. Like he knew he had a thing for degradation before, but now that he's finally been physically pushed down and pinned by his obsession, he has confirmed his degradation kink. He's like, damn, I'm gonna have to go find someone and pay them to do this to me. <laughs> he said, shit, if only I had that 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie and Carly are back at school the next day and they're in the computer lab, which throwback. This triggered me so much as being in a yep. room with a bunch of weird big Macs. Yeah. Yeah. Just practicing how fast you can type and everything. Like, yeah, like the most like asinine, worst banal yeah. shit ever. Like, what were they, what were they training us for? Why did we need to type so fast? Who were they, like, were they training, like, a robot army of, like, computer people? They just thought we were all going to be secretaries. That's true. Also, I, I think that, like, the boomers are just so technologically unadvanced that they assumed that they had to teach us or we were going to end up like them. But it's like, actually, I use this in my free time, so I'm not an idiot like you. Right. Apparently, this room has the wiring Freddie needs to hook his equipment up to. Obviously. So Carly decides to distract the teacher by calling him <laughs> over and... And she, I literally made up the name because I couldn't remember his name and I didn't want to rewind. So I said that his name was Mr. Wembley. Do you know what his name is? It is. It is. Oh, cool. My mind. You said Wembley and then I fixed it. It's Wembley. So you were pretty close. Oh, cool. Oh, I was thinking of Wembley Stadium because like I like studied abroad in London and like Wembley was like, you know, like in the suburbs, it's like where you saw concerts when you like are in London, like London, England. Guys, I've left the chat. Um, Yeah, I studied abroad. I studied abroad pretty cool and it changed her life it it truly did life changed you know it carly decides to distract this teacher in the worst way possible (laughs) and it was actually great acting of miranda to make carly's acting be horrible yes carly goes mr wimbley i have a question about my computer like (laughs) if i were a teacher and a kid said that to me i would assault them (laughs) Okay, again, child abuse check. The SWAT team is at the door. I'd be abusing kids. What about it? Mr. Wimbley comes over and she's like, why are there two shift keys? And he is just annoyed and tells her to work on his shit. And he's like, I gotta go zap my PRAM. And the teacher almost turns around to see Freddie hacking the mainframe. So Carly decides to leap out of her chair, puts the back of her hand to her brow, moans out and, oh, wobbles her body like a fish out of water in the most theatrical rendering of a fake faint ever and then falls to the floor it was where is this girl's grammy where is it or not a grammy grammy is for music emmy (laughs) emmy is tv right (laughs) emmy you know it's one of them one of them i just watched them all i don't know what they're for (laughs) first of all i was like he's gonna zap his p ram that sounds smexual, but then I looked yep. it up and it's actually real. And it's something that we should all be doing to our computers. Oh. What it's it- like, you know how like Macs start to just like suck after a while? Yeah. Like computers yeah. just like break down. Yeah. So this like sort of resets things. So they'll start working more smoothly. And if like you feel like your computer is like dying, 
you should you just, just reset, reset your PRAM. Yeah. Ah, look at Mr. Wembley teaching us things. So in the beginning, the teacher tells them to do problems seven and nine. And Carly innocently asks, what about number eight? And Mr. Wembley just cries out, I'm in charge. And Carly is just like, um, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and again, I agree, Carly. What the fuck, dude? Like someone's insecure. Teacher sucks so much in this episode. Why? It was just a question. <laughs> but he's in charge. Don't forget it. I didn't say it. Oh my god. Like if a teacher yelled like that, I would just be like, "Are you good? You would be the laughing stock of the school." I had a professor who went off on like a crazy tirade like this because a girl was on her phone, and he like literally like lost his shit and had to leave the classroom to like collect himself afterwards. And I was like. The only reason you are not fired for being overly emotional is because you're a man. Yeah, literally. I had a, there was a band teacher. I was not in this class, but I did have him for band. But um, he literally threw a chair, like, at somebody. Like, it didn't hit someone. That's so funny. I know. He he did get fired, though, but. (laughs) I had a music teacher who threw a chair at a girl and got fired. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. We went to the same college, or we went to the same high school, actually, so. Mine was in grammar school, so he threw it at a child. Oh, no, mine was in, or it was either middle school or high school. I forget. It might have been middle school. Still a child, but an older child. What the fuck? Did we go to school together? Yeah, we actually lived the same life. So that's That's crazy, crazy, isn't it? Also, when Freddy gets up to go hack the mainframe, he has one of those like belt clip cell phone holders. And I totally (laughs) thought it was like his tools. Like I thought it was like a little pouch for his tools. But no, it's just his cell phone. And I totally forgot about that because like that was such a thing too. And he's such a dad. Like he pulls out his little power drill, pocket power drill from his pocket. And he's got his cell phone belt clip on the other. Okay, I had a cell phone belt clip. It was cool at the time. Now it's really lame. Yeah, But it was sparkly and black and I really liked it. Right. Yeah. No, but his is lame. It's just plain. Speaking of lame, here's a mid-roll ad because capitalism. I wanted to do a little um, observation about the posters in this classroom. Ooh, a deep dive. So there is a poster up in the front that you can see by Freddie, and it says, consider a career in network administration with a little girl boss, and she's got, like, her arms, like, crossed and everything. And it's like, what kind of propaganda is this? What even is that? <laughs> Why? I don't want to administer a network. Why would they have? They're in eighth grade. Consider a career in network administration. Like somebody is sitting in that class and is like, yeah, that is a girl boss right there. I'm going to be a network administrator. <laughs> I am 13, but I'm going to make it happen. I'm 13, but I'm deciding that my career that will follow me for the rest of my life. And I yeah. might regret it for the rest of my life. But hey, from this poster. At least I'm decisive. Yep. This poster right here. I'm sorry. This is so funny to me because I did, in fact, decide that I wanted to be like a writer and a comedian when I was literally like 11 or 12. And that's what I've spent my whole life working towards. So, I mean, maybe some 12-year-old is right. Maybe it is their dream to administer a network. We don't know their story. So another poster that is my personal favorite is type your fastest, but do not pound the keys with a keyboard that is on fire i want that except i want it to say please pound the keys pound the alarm (laughs) barbs calling all barbs calling all barbs (laughs) 
We're all barbs here. Yep. The last one that I noticed says, don't get left behind on the information superhighway. Complete all assignments. <laughs> With a woman what? sitting on a suitcase reading a newspaper on the side of the highway. And it's like a dirt highway. <laughs> I, I do not miss school. I don't. What the fuck? What? It's like they made these. Like there's no like there's no way that some that these posters exist. I I mean maybe schools do have stupid ass posters, but Jesus Christ. On another note, Mr. <laughs> Wembley is played by William Cowart, who is in the 1991 film Doc Hollywood and more recently in an episode of Criminal Minds and an episode of Blackish. I love how his last name is literally just basically Coward with a yeah, T. Yeah, Cowart. After Carly does this horrendous fainting performance, the teacher's worried and like sort of looking at her, you know, is totally distracted, but then she ruins it and is like, oh, don't worry about it. It happens all the time. And he's like, uh, all right, then I'm just gonna go back to my desk. And she panics and does it again? Question mark, question mark. But I guess it works because Freddy successfully hacks the mainframe and it's over and done with. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was just uh, like, uh, where do I even begin with this? Like, how are the rest of the kids not losing their minds? It's so fake. I would be busting out laughing. (laughs) Like, I don't understand. Like, how are they not losing their fucking minds? Like, the one girl who goes up and tries to help her, too, she's, like, obviously so annoyed. I I just... Wait, I had a kid very obviously fake faint during a presentation to get out of it when I was in seventh grade. Really? Yes, it was insane because he fell forward and he let his head hit the desk in front of him. Wow, I love the dedication to the bit. I could just tell it was fake. The teacher could tell it was fake. We could all tell it was fake. But like the teacher had to pretend to believe it, you know, just in case. Right. And like, I, I just, re- I like we were all just quiet and like, <laughs> like kind of like weirded out. Like what? And then like no one really got up to help him. So he just sort of like <laughs> blinked, blinked his eyes open and like looked around and was like, oh, did I just faint? And it's like, as someone who has fainted before, your first thought when you wake up from fainting is not, did I just faint? It's why does my whole body hurt? Why am I crying? What's going on? It's like complete and utter confusion. Like yep. it's it's so strange waking up from fainting. It was just so bad. And we, but we, it was like bystander effect. Like we were just like sitting there like standing emoji, sitting emoji. Is there a sitting emoji? He took a, he took a, um, he took a play right out of Carly Shay's playbook. <laughs> <laughs> he watched this episode and then he was like, yep, this is genius. I'm going to do this now. I'm sorry. The timeline is like actually perfect. This would have been in like 2008. 2009 so like he he watched this episode on nickelodeon came to school the next day and and just like it write this down write this down this is genius meanwhile in the background freddie is just like casually drilling the screws out of the wall with his pocket drill and hacking and it isn't even hidden from anyone like he is drilling you can hear the and somehow nobody nobody knows what's going on nobody sees nobody hears like carly shay's faint is so distracting that nobody hears the i mean i kind of relate to this you know when you're in public school sometimes shit is just going on in the background and you just gotta look away it's not your fucking business yeah but the teacher the teacher he he's looking at carly he's like damn this bitch is dying in my room i thought i was in charge i didn't authorize this (laughs) but i i was like they aren't trying anymore but then you know now i know that it's dickie's first episode so it's just him fucking sucking it's just him fucking sucking sucking dick hello (gasps) 
Thank you, Queen. Yes. Do you want to shout yourself? Do you want to be on the pod? Do not put that on your podcast with your mil- like th- your soon to be millions of followers. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Millions. Can they hear, can they hear me? Uh, the mic picks up a lot. Oh, that's embarrassing. No. Dude, we have an iCarly okay. podcast. What's more embarrassing than that? <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Melissa, and you're watching I Rewatch iCarly. Hot smart girls only. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for the white claw. You're the best. She's the white claw girl instead of the water girl. <laughs> Back at the apartment, Freddie is in the Matrix. He's passing the school's firewall. He is hacking the mainframe. He is in the system. <laughs> he is in the guts of the system. He is all up in there. <laughs> he is dicking this computer down. Oh, yeah. And they find out that it's P. Franklin, which means Principal Franklin's B-Day. And then they see that spinach is on the lunch menu and they change it to tater tots. As they should. And then boom! <laughs> That's all they accomplish. There's a knock at the door. <laughs> And some men identifying themselves as CSA agents bust in. And I'm just like, Freddie really thought he was Edward Snowden. <laughs> like, MIT is no longer calling. He did not cover his tracks. MIT is nowhere to be found. They rescinded his early acceptance. They fired him as the dean. Yep. They literally ceased to exist. They they yes. were so embarrassed. They literally shut down. <laughs> what's, wait, what's MIT? I've never heard of that. Mandela I've effect? never heard of it either. MIT was a school? I think we made it up. I guess that was a bit we used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll have to change that now. The CSA logo looks like it was designed for Paw Patrol. Like, <laughs> it looks like it was for a superhero. It looks so bad. It, does, it doesn't look official at all. Like, who would take them seriously with that logo? Who? Apparently, Freddie and Carly. One of the CSA agents is played by Kim Delgado, who has been in a bunch of shit, such as Rizzoli and Isles. CSI, Dexter, True Jackson VP, which is the most important of them all. Yes. This man almost always plays a cop or a detective of some kind. Talk about a character actor. Typecast. Natalie called this guy a character actor and I called him typecast and then we totally breezed over it and didn't discuss it, but these are two different things. A character actor is someone who can do a lot of different types of characters, but who really never plays the main lead someone like you know henry dean stanton or something like that typecast is when you're only seen as one thing and only get offered roles that are like one thing so i would say that this guy is typecast as a detective he's not someone who has a prolific career playing tons of different types of characters he's always playing one character I like to explain things like this because I really don't want men in my Twitter explaining things to me that I already know. Just because me and Natalie were having too much fun recording to get into the nitty gritty. So yeah, the more you know. I am a professor of everything. Talk about fucking copaganda. (laughs) (laughs) He was also, which is my favorite IMDb credit that he has, he was in a 1992 movie called Bimbo Penitentiary. go to bimbo penitentiary (laughs) what are you talking about dude that's where you paid my bail at i've already been there exactly that's where she was held when she was in jail (laughs) time for you to get locked up and have my experience oh my god and then we called kim delgado to come let us out of bimbo (laughs) penitentiary The CSA knows that they hacked the school's mainframe and they need to speak with a parent or a guardian ASAP. And Carly just screams, Spencer! And Spencer screams, I'm in the bathtub! Spencer. 
answer come on get a clue get a clue the kids are out here freaking out why does he never know what's going on in his own apartment like he just heard somebody bust into his apartment he is in the bathtub his 13 year old sister is the only other one there oh and freddie who is also 13 years old and he's just like can y'all figure that shit out like i'm in the bathtub i got my bath bomb going lights are off candles are going like that seems like a you problem because i am in here so and i think this is the difference between a single mother (laughs) and a single brother if i say my mom's name too loud or if i seem a little too flustered she is all systems go what's wrong what's going on are you okay are you what's what are are, 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 you what do you need my help like if i were to call for my mom's name when she was in the bath she be running out naked ready to like fight someone for me like come on get some maternal instinct spencer he's struggling he's he's in the struggle tub i'm in there too right now (laughs) i'm not i'm sitting outside i'm i'm the csa agent i'm in charge nothing's happening to me the kids are tweaking because they think they're gonna go to juvie and it's like come on you two are like upper class white kids get real that's not gonna happen but also how the fuck did they get there in 30 seconds they literally logged on Saw a birthday, changed spinach to tots, and then we're just like, we got caught. They found us. Who the fuck is monitoring a public school system that thoroughly? Is this a fucking Pentagon? Is this a front for something? They take their spinach for lunch very seriously. (laughs) Apparently not seriously enough. We will find later. (laughs) True. But when Freddie said, I don't want to go to juvie, I actually (laughs) laughed harder than I would like to admit. Like, this was good acting. I, I enjoyed it. This was, this was funny. And then it's followed up by the two of them crying and moaning. Oh, (laughs) I also died laughing at this. This is fucking hilarious. 10 out of 10. Keep up the good work. I take back your comment. You know, you can keep the Emmy. You can keep the Grammy too. Like, (laughs) I mean, she deserves an Emmy for fucking. I know. That's true. You see. Somehow the world will change for me. No, that would be a Grammy. (laughs) Also, the lyrics to that song are literally so positive. If you ever feel bad, just like write those out as affirmations. Yeah. I know the world will change for me and be so wonderful. Live life. Pre-there. I know somehow I'm going to get there and be so wonderful. Yeah. It's all for real. I'm telling you just how I feel. iCarly was ahead of the curve. You know, they they were the original affirmations, motivational speakers, you know. It's a manifestation anthem. It is. It is, truly. The funniest thing, too, is all the while, the school system is literally still up on the laptop. Like, they're like, you allegedly did this, like, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's like, they're literally, it's, and, and the fucking school system, they didn't even try to do any graphic design okay that they didn't even try it's just literally like a red screen and like huge text you can see it from 10 miles away there is no question that these two kids are in the matrix (laughs) (laughs) out of nowhere principal franklin is in the apartment and is just like defending freddie and carly saying they're good kids they wouldn't do this but you know it's literally on the laptop behind them but we're i guess pretending it's not there (laughs) it's not there and the caa reminds him someone the csa What did I say? CIA. The CSA reminds him someone here did hack the system. And Freddie and Carly lie 
and are like, we just wanted to know when P- P- Principal Franklin's birthday was so we could get him a present. And since it's today, Principal Franklin is like, uh, where's my present then? He said, give me it. And they panic, rip the toaster oven out of the wall, <laughs> pop a bow on it, and hand it to him. So the kids are sitting in chairs in the kitchen while Franklin and the officers are chatting and they're like looking concerned and everything in the beginning of this scene. And I straight up thought that they were tied to the chair because they're both sitting there with their hands together on their laps and Carly has her double shirt on. So I thought that they were tied up by the wrists and tied to the seat of the chair. Don't ask me any further questions. They have committed a serious crime and that is why I thought that. So (laughs) that is my take. Dickie Murphy just committed so many felonies with this one. So many crimes. He should be the one tied up in the chair. Precisely. Yes. Why is the principal there (laughs) on his birthday? On his birthday. He has his Bill Cosby sweater on. He was chilling. He was probably having a barbecue. Uh, He was having a good time. He was having a good a good time. He was he was definitely hanging with the homies, hanging with the boys. Yep, boys day. It was Saturday. Saturdays are for the boys. He was ootin' a boot. And then even if it wasn't his birthday, why they wouldn't call the principal? He has nothing to do with this. And he was ready. Again, they take their spinets very seriously. He was like, "Oh, Car- Carly Shay's house. I want to go to Carly Shay's house." He said, "I'm on my way. I I know the address already. You don't have to tell me anything. I watch iCarly. I'll be there in a minute." I was just like, "This is deeply flawed." And then her kid. <laughs> Kitchen Island has like a million fucking drawers on it and she just opens one of them and it has dozens of bows and she sticks a bow on it and it's like who keeps a bow in a drawer in their kitchen island? I was gonna say that! I literally, who conveniently has a bow that they keep in the kitchen? Who keeps their gift wrapping in the kitchen? What kitchen island even has that many fucking drawers? Like 1% check. That kitchen is insane. Yes. Also, there's a brick sign by the sink that literally just says ETC. (laughs) Like, it's not like, like spoons, etc. It's just, it's literally just, etc. That's it. Interior designer. Quirky. Artist. I don't even have anything to say to that. But you know that that microwave was stinky (laughs) and dirty. And that man just accepted it. Like, ooh, thanks kitties. Thanks kiddos. I love it. They probably just like still had food in it, actually. Like, they were heating something up before. He was like, mmm. Comes with a free snack. He said, delicious. You even heated some food up for me. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Birthday dinner. (laughs) He said, fuck the barbecue. This is good. This is better. (laughs) And I've said it once and I will say it again. The kitchen is right there. No door. No nothing. Next to the (laughs) living room. Open floor plan. These children are screaming. Unplugged a microwave from the counter and then brought it over. Why? And how does no one else see this? It makes no sense to me, love. All I could think about in this moment was that Dick Murphy is just playing the principal so dumb because this is exactly what they tried to pull with Miss Briggs and Miss Briggs clocked it in like a millisecond, you know? Right. And Obama is over here like, oh yeah, it is my birthday. This is what you get. What do you want to give me a present for my birthday? Okay, dummy. Like, why would they, why, why would they hack into the system? Just Google, just Google you. You know, I'm sure that they could go, wait. Yeah, Google exists at this point. Why would his birthday even be in the system i don't know why would it be in the same in this in the line before the fucking spinach why 
why? It, like, this episode it makes, makes no, no sense. sense, and I hate Dickie Murphy. It makes no sense. Pussy Murphy needs a divorce. <laughs> divorce him right now, pussy. Divorce him. Like, it's just, you know, line one. It's President's Frank... <laughs> it's President Franklin's birthday. <laughs> line two. Menu for lunch this week. <laughs> line three. Everybody in the school's report cards. Like, <laughs> you're just scrolling through. Like, not even different tabs. Like, nothing. <laughs> like, it's just line after line. And, like, why just his birthday? Why not everybody's birthday? It's just, it doesn't make sense. Jail. Jail, Dickie. Go. Go to Bimbo Penitentiary. (laughs) 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 And, okay, also, the CSA motto, you can see it kind of, like, really quickly, but it's on the back of their jackets. And the motto is to protect the server. So, they're the new serving industry union. (laughs) stop i'm joining the csa when i go back to serving write their number down please protect me i've had too much shit happen in bars to me i'm too scared to go back through this whole thing freddie keeps wanting to rat but carly reminds him a promise is a promise and we can't break that promise and it's Mm -hmm. like is the moral of this episode literally telling kids that being a loyal friend is more important than like obeying the law which personally i mean agree yeah i think it is more important protect the homies you know look out for your friends protect the homies don't be a snitch snitches get stitches exactly but i did not expect this from a children's television show we are we've already said they're kind of woke a little bit you know dan is a piece of shit and a weirdo but he do be a little bit woke sometimes sporadic leftism check you know accidental leftism but i kind of disagree with you that it's the moral of the episode just a little but like i do agree that right now that's like the moral of the plot like yeah throughout the episode they're trying to keep their promise to sam but like at the end of the day they do confess and like do the right thing i think i think we can discuss the final morality at the end but yeah i I I see what you're saying, but I have more things to say and we'll get to it later. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I think it's about how being like a loyal friend is important, but at the end of the day, you should still follow the law. While they're talking and Principal Franklin is there and everything, um, Spencer comes out and he offers everybody a watermelon, uh, what is it? It, Watermelon like drink, pretty much. Watermelon sugar. Ha. Cersei uh, sings X really X good X. (laughs) But he offers them like a watermelon drink and all of them just like look at him and like give him like a what the fuck kind of a look. And it's like he's trying to be a good host. Like you guys are attempting to take his sister and bestie to juvie to bimbo penitentiary. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure you just said penitentiary. (laughs) I definitely might have. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, asmr it's a hard word for me to say this is just fucking ungrateful ungrateful dicks dicks we are at school the next day so i guess the kitties did not go to prison <laughs> the report cards are mailed out and carly and freddie are defeated freddie screams i feel dirty yeah not from the grade change though probably from carly <laughs> straddling him like a gymnast on the beam nasty little boy and him using those 40 dollars to find somebody <laughs> to do it to him again <laughs> freddie like swaggers into the scene but it's probably because those damn platform shoes are so fucking heavy like <laughs> i watched the this episode for the first time at my friend's house 
And like, you know, those like big shoes you used to wear when you were little that were like trendy back in the day. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My friends went to grammar school together and they would make fun of my one friend, Melissa, for wearing chunkies. (laughs) And um, Sam came in and looked at the TV at me and Melly watching um, (laughs) iCarly and looked at his shoes. And Sam was like, why is he got chunkies on? (laughs) (laughs) It's his platform shoes. I explained that to her and she was like, oh, so that's what you do on that podcast. I was like, yeah. Yep. So Sam comes up and sees that they're upset, but she tries to brush it off and distract them by telling them that there was a mix up in the cafeteria. They got tater tots. Big day. They're still fuming and they yell, we don't care about taters. Even in top form. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Good job, Dickie. Yes, that one. Okay, you that makes up for the rest of the episode. Well, if we think about it, this was probably a punch up from someone else in the writer's room because I don't trust Dickie to have written this now that I think about it harder. That's true. Dickie gets no no credit at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm loving the mind meld that's going on between the two of them right now, like finishing each other's sentences. Absolutely adorable. Like the credit fans are eating this scene up they're eating it up they're eating this whole episode up actually because they were definitely eating up the whole wrestling scene too now that i think mm-hmm. about it this episode's a w for the cruddy fans even though we're steady we're, we're steady girls here we're steady girls here but you know the cruddy fans i guess you can have this one steady girls make them fuck like ray j <laughs> all these hoes want to fuck on me <laughs> But Carly and Freddie simmer in their guilt and Sam comes up and comforts them by saying, look, I promise it gets better. Soon you'll be able to lie and feel nothing at all. (laughs) Period, Sam. It do be like that. It really do. Like Freddie and Carly need to stop bitching. They both got better grades and they didn't go to juvie and got away with hacking the school system and get tater tots for lunch. Ungrateful asses. Like eye roll. Yep. Pathetic. We are at the Shea apartment later. Carly comes home and Spencer screams out that she is a liar. (gasps) Carly is scared that he knows the truth. But then he reveals that her report card came and she does have straight A's. Hence why he whipped the A statue back out and is putting it back together. He is so excited. He grabs her and spins her around and says he's so proud of her. This was so fucking cute. My heart hurt. This was so cute. It was so wholesome. He's such a good single brother. I know. He may have let her, um, you know, get almost taken to juice while he was in the bathtub but like this makes up for it if i told my brother i had straight a's this is literally what he would say oh cool (laughs) just like that too chris i don't even think would give me that (laughs) spencer points to the a sculpture and says it'll be a permanent reminder of what you did and carly (laughs) barely replies ain't that the truth like it's so forced but spencer obviously told their dad mr military propaganda himself (laughs) about her straight a's and he told spencer to buy her a huge flat screen tv i feel like mr military propaganda sounds like a superhero like mr fantastic (laughs) mr military propaganda him and the csa work together wait just kidding that's that's literally just captain america mr military (laughs) propaganda oh my god chris evans is that i carly what wow Chris Evans is Carly Shay's dad? Oh my god. Period. I feel like nowadays you could get a TV like this for like maybe a few hundred bucks. Yeah. But literally, when we were kids, a TV, a flat screen. Flat screen. This fucking size would have been like at least a grand, probably more. Probably Probably more. more. Yeah, like absolutely. It would have been worth so much money. Like wealthy check. This is wealth. One percent check. 
Like yes. four four straight A's in eighth grade. In eighth grade, she gets a, a grand. You know what I got for my eighth grade graduation? I got a beanbag. <laughs> Did I get straight A's? No. But still, I got a fucking beanbag. Yeah. I'm not complaining, though. I love that beanbag. It was my favorite color. Thank you, Mom. I appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out to Mom. <laughs> Carly feels so guilty that she doesn't want to accept the gift, so she offers to give it to a hobo. Here we are again. Spencer laughs and says, hobos can't afford cable, silly. Oh, you know, I was going to say something about homeless shaming. Yeah. But I had this really weird inkling that like the word hobo had a different connotation than like the word bum or something. Uh So I looked it up and it turns out a hobo usually refers to a migrant worker, whereas Uh a bum is meant to connote someone who does not work. Oh, okay. The term originated in the Western United States around the 1890s. And unlike Tramp, who works only when forced to, and a bum who does not work at all, a hobo literally refers to a traveling worker. So it's more poverty shaming than homeless shaming, hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, ish. And then so the comment that they couldn't afford cable is more productive than I thought it was because I was like, well, a homeless person wouldn't have a house to put a TV in. Yeah. But if you say, oh, but a hobo is a traveling worker who like can't afford cable because they like probably live in a shack. I don't you know. You know, I I genuinely just think that it's like the joke that obviously hobos can't afford cable because they don't have a home. Yeah. So why would they have a TV or cable? I thought it was just curious that they use the word hobo. Yeah. Well, they always use hobo. Like they just don't oh, say do? homeless. Yeah. Because the other time I was gonna ask. Yeah. When they when they talked about like the homeless people and stuff like they said hobo that's their like mm. thing it's their like term never mind i i yeah. really gave a uh, dick pussy credit yeah you did you gave him a lot there for you know putting a little nuance on this but no no, no. just homeless shame i was letting you go with it i i enjoyed the history lesson i enjoyed thank you the english major the history major popping out <laughs> i was having a good time i was learning you know unlike <laughs> fucking professor dick wad before <laughs> I was enjoying learning. (laughs) The more you know. But again, he's not wrong. Like why they can't afford cable. They don't have a house. I just hate Mm -hmm. like the hobo use for no reason. Um, Yeah. That's like their word that they use. Like I I feel like they just probably don't want to say like, oh, like homeless people. They're trying to like make it like a funny thing kind of. But like, you know, I am glad that she wanted to donate her TV gift instead of just like returning it or something. Like that was thoughtful of her. I'll take that. Yeah. That That was nice. Carly runs away. She is in distress. She is stressed out. This is the most stressful thing that has ever (laughs) happened in the 13 years of her life. And when Spencer asks why she's upset, she screams, because hobos can't afford cable. I mean, Carly, I too am upset with the wealth disparity issues in America. (laughs) She went from a fascist in the last episode to a total socialist in this episode. And honestly, the growth, I respect The growth, the growth, I respect it. And I mean, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, it is distressful because everybody should have cable. And I'm sorry, but this killed me. Her screaming, because hobos can't afford cable, actually was kind of funny. And I hate to admit it. But (laughs) (laughs) 
Natalie's like, wait, actually making fun of the unhoused community. I don't see it. Oh, I'm it. dying. I'm I dying. actually switched. She went from fascist to socialist, and I went from socialist to fascist just with this oh one God. comment. Wow. <laughs> the next day at school, Carly gets there and she looks fucking disheveled. Her hair is a rat's nest. Her outfit is a layered mess and she's got sunglasses on. The laugh track is already fucking cackling. I feel like this was literally meant to be like, um, like she's hung over because she's wearing sunglasses. Like, why the fuck is she wearing sunglasses if she's just sleepy? You know, she's probably got a horrible migraine. Do kids get migraines? Yeah. From not sleeping? She's stressed the fuck out. She's stressed out. She's got a migraine. Well, I'm not, I don't get migraines, so I guess I don't understand. Mm. You know, God has favorites, I guess. Well, I mean, I do struggle with horrible insomnia, and it's never made me look so like this. I. I'm always looking 100, so yeah. what's your excuse, Carly? But we're just built different. We're just built different. We're built different. We're better than this fictional 13-year-old, and yeah. I want every listener to remember that. You heard it here first. The sunglasses did fucking kill me because she looks exactly like Jenna from iCarly, the <laughs> blind girl who wears the glasses. She looks exactly like her. I'm literally such an idiot. I meant Pretty Little Liars. Jenna from Pretty Little Liars, who is blind and cannot see and wears the big sunglasses. Oh and my it's God. really fucking weird because the giant A sculpture, the theme oh of A's God. in this episode, the hacking, the snooping, ah! is Carly Shay A? Oh is my the God. Pretty Little Liars cast and crew <laughs> filing a lawsuit as we speak? They are typing. <laughs> well, actually, no. I Carly should file a lawsuit against Pretty Little Liars because they came afterwards. True. Well, when were the books written? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't read. So, some live action research happening right now. <gasps> the first one came out in 2006. It predates I Carly. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. They got him. They got him right here. What on God's earth could she have been doing to look this fucked up? (laughs) How did her hair get that knotted just from not sleeping? No way. I don't believe it. Even if you're like rolling around and shit, like your hair doesn't get that fucked up. It's like, it's, it's like a, a nest. Like it, she hasn't slept in like 10 days. That's how bad she looks. Foul, Mr. Pussy Dick. (laughs) This is this is an inaccurate portrayal of a woman not taking care of herself. And it probably comes from the fact that men don't understand how hair works and they don't understand anything and they don't understand women. That's true. Fired again, Dickie. Mm -hmm. Ready like any man would. Tells her she looked horrible. And Carly explains, I couldn't sleep because I had 42 inches of high def guilt (laughs) staring at me all night. Then she makes him look at her fingernails that she chewed down to the nub. She screams, I'm a 13-year-old girl who's got the hands of a hobo. Did you know that they can't afford cable? (sighs) Can we leave homeless people out of punchlines? No. Can we? Not an iCarly. Not an iCarly. They're the brunt of every punchline. The 42 inches of high def guilt staring at me all night was so funny. There's no way Dick Pussy wrote it. Yeah, it was really funny. (laughs) I also hate the word nub. It's gross. I'm going to say it. I I hated it. There's got to be a better way, a, a better way to describe. Like, just say you bit your fingernails. Down to the nubs. Down to the nubs. Ugh. Freddie is literally just like standing emoji and she's <laughs> complaining about her new flat, like as she's complaining about her new flat screen TV. He's like, bitch, do not complain about you just receiving a fucking thousand dollar gift now. Cute people. <laughs> <laughs> 
People are dying. <laughs> yes. Cue the people are dying, Kim meme. <laughs> so Sam calls Carly over to proclaim that she made the top 10 list. She pushed a girl named Karen Yamakawa right off of it. Karen walks by, she sniffles, and she says, Congratulations, Carly. I was literally like eye rolling. Of course, the smart girl is Asian. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like the sweet life of Zach and Coley was truly ahead of their time with the smart blonde (laughs) and the dumb Asian girl. They really were. They really were. But I was going to say the same thing. Like smart Asian who is obsessed with school and grades racist stereotype check. She's so obsessed that she's crying over her not being on the top 10 list. Like we are four for four on the Asian characters being racist stereotypes. I was thinking about how all of the racist stereotypes seem to be at East Asian people. Yeah. Weirdly just all Asian people. I looked up Yamakawa. It's a Japanese last name. It actually means something really beautiful. I didn't write it I down. Look, but it, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, like something about a waterfall. Yep. Yeah, like mountain waterfall. It's yeah. like a really, it has a really beautiful meaning. Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure that like it actually was a last name and they weren't just like mm-hmm. being racist, which I mean, yeah. they are being racist, but like I wanted to make sure that they didn't just like also make it into the last name where they're just picking a last name. But also this girl seems so sweet. Like she wasn't mad. I she wasn't know. being sassy. Like poor girl. She just went up and was like, oh, congrats, Carly. Like sad for me. Happy for you. She was nice. I know. She's just like a little angel. I know. Okay. This is the one time I felt guilty about Sam switching the grades. I'll, 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 you know, I'll admit it. You know, I guess it did hurt someone. Poor Mm -hmm. Karen. She doesn't deserve this. She seems like a sweetheart. She is. But also, you know, it is the middle school honor list. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter at all. So back to not feeling bad. Um, well, I mean, if you work hard for something and then it's taken from you, I I sympathize with Karen. Yeah, I do sympathize, but she'll get over it. It'll be okay. She can get on the Dean's list after. What if this haunts her for the rest of her life? Yeah, what if this is like, like, she changes her whole career just because of this? She drops out of school. Yeah, what if she's like, well, I guess I'm not smart. Yeah. I guess this was my whole identity and I'm not smart anymore. I'm not going to college. <sighs> you know what? Okay, 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 okay. You're right, you're right, you're right. You know? Thank you. You're right. Freddie is so happy and smiling when he tells Carly that she pushed Karen off the list. Does he no longer feel remorse? Sam probably texted him some degrading stuff that night so he doesn't feel bad anymore. <laughs> No, I thought it was strange how it's like, it really seemed to be Carly instigating the like, we need to fix this thing. And yeah. Freddie was sort of just like playing along. I don't right. know. Like he seemed mad at first, but then after she tackled him, he was suddenly like, oh, I don't give a fuck. And then he was like, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's all I needed. Like very wishy-washy the whole time. Yeah, well, I mean, we know Freddie's a piece of shit. Dick pussy. Remove from the WGA. <laughs> It's just, you know, it just doesn't make any sense because he was like squirming on the floor for the longest time begging to go tell somebody and now he's happy that she kicked Karen Yamakawa off the list. You know, it it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up, Dick. Miss Karen Yamakawa is played by Juliet Hing Lee, who was in Elle, A Modern Cinderella Tale. She played Kit, which is a throwback if I've ever heard one. And she was in a season five episode of Shameless. She played a character named Chang Chang, which racist. Good Lord. And an episode of Lucifer, but she was just a background character in that. So she's been in a few things. I like that her name is Juliet, but it doesn't end with a T. It ends with T-T-E. I think that's really pretty. Yeah. Hey, Juliet. I think (laughs) 
you have fun. <laughs> you guys were starting a girl group, X, um, Nat X, and X, Cersei X, Sing X, Really X, Good X. Subscribe to our SoundCloud. We are at the iCarly set, and the girls introduce themselves for iCarly. I'm Sam. And I'm guilty. Carly is completely <laughs> off on the web show, and it zooms into her having more flashbacks of everything that's happened since her grade was altered. I'm screaming because it's not the normal camera zooming in on her. It's Freddie's camera broadcasting on iCarly. Carly. So they're just live. Carly is clearly having a moment where she's like about to go off the rails and Freddie just zooms in on her face with dead air. He's not like, oh, let's pivot to Sam so she can do something funny. No, it's like Carly is like in distress and he's like, yes. Good writing, Dickie. Good writing. <laughs> yeah, like I love how instead of doing anything at all, anything, they're just standing there letting this happen for so long. Like Sam is just like looking at her. Like you guys have a live web show. Fucking get it together. Also, I love how they aren't like, even like flashbacks. Like they're they're just like the sounds of flashbacks <laughs> while she's looking scared yeah like, uh, like scared is even kind of pushing it she's just looking period <laughs> <laughs> like they said we don't care enough to show you guys these scenes just remember them by the voices we don't have the budget <laughs> but sam and carly they make a comment in the beginning of the web show too that their uh, web show is twice the comedy and only half the fat of a regular web show and i want to know is this a fat phobic comment or is this them trying to be like how food is like half fat like how you have like oh half fat food yeah i thought it was just like oh like um like baked potato chips are like half the fat half. of like normal potato chips that's how i took it so maybe i'm i'm trying to be too woke here well i mean i think that that concept in itself is fat phobic that like we always that's need true. to be losing weight and always need to be skinny and stuff like that okay well period i guess i am woke woke check woke check but carly runs off the set and screams i can't take it anymore <laughs> girl just go to therapy you're rich why is this stressing you out so much miss goody two shoes just fucking go to therapy like i get that like you wouldn't feel as satisfied as if you did get the a but like if you weren't gonna get the a to begin with like at least it wouldn't be on your transcripts i just don't get why it's this distressing to her i don't know she is going through a crisis like as if she killed someone yes and she is harboring the darkest secret of the time like she knows that bush did 9-11 and she is harboring she is the only person who knows this fact and she has to keep it burdened with the guilt yes burdened with the guilt of of knowledge that bush did 9-11 that is how she is acting i mean that's the burden i have i'm burdened with that guilt yeah that's the burden that we all have oh no my friend changed my grade Oh no, I'm on the Dean's list. Oh no, I got a 42 inch flat screen TV. <laughs> my life is so hard. Oh no, my brother loves me and he's making a sculpture for me. <laughs> Bitch, shut up. Shut up. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> Carly sprints downstairs to Spencer and says, I didn't really get straight A's. Mr. Devlin gave me a B plus and then Sam changed my grade in the school's computer. Freddie and I tried to change it back, but then we got caught. That's why the CSA came here. I led to Principal Franklin. I made Karen Yamakawa cry and my hair is falling out. Look it. And she pulls out a massive clump of hair and all Spencer has to say is, so I have to take apart my big A again? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's also funny because this like massive clump of hair is the perfect amount that it's obviously an extension. <laughs> like 
Like, she just so easily pulls it out of her hair. This reminds me, after New Year's 2020, I went to a club. I came back mm-hmm. home. An extension, like, detached from my head. I grabbed yeah. it, and, like, my hair was on the top, and I took it out, and I looked at it, and I had brought home a gentleman, and he was like, did you just rip your hair out? And I was like, yeah, my extension just ripped my hair out. And he was like, look away. <laughs> I would say this is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me, but I have shit myself in public before, so I don't think I can say that. I was going to say, okay, Miss Carly Shay with the hair, but I don't think Carly Shay has shit herself. <laughs> that, that we, we know, know of. of. More representation for people who have shit themselves. I love when we say stuff at the same time. It's crazy. <laughs> it happens so much. Wow. My nose. It's like we're soulmates or something. Oh, mm-hmm. soup males. <laughs> She asked Spencer for help and he asked why she can't tell P. Franks and she says she can't. She promised. Spencer says, did you ankle shake on it? And she goes, yeah. And Spencer's like, oh, completely understanding the sacredness (laughs) of an ankle shake. Like the seriousness, the tone switch in this fucking conversation. He's like, did you ankle shake on it? (gasps) Please tell me you didn't ankle shake on it. Oh, God, you can't do anything about it. Because the ankle shake is code for that. Like she contacted the military and like told them if she breaks this promise, like you have to you have to put that red dot between her eyes and pull it. She signed the NDA. Yeah. So obviously Carly is distraught. Sam, she looks guilty as always. And Spencer suggests maybe doing what's right is more important than keeping a promise. Then he grabs some pliers and says there's an A stuck to your butt. Uh, it's because A stands for anus and slash or ass. I don't really know which one, but it's butt. A is butt. A, a is, is butt. butt. There's an A on her butt. There's a butt on her butt. After she takes the A off her butt, Carly yells, this is so embarrassing. I hated this. I feel like it's weird. He was looking at her butt and had to take something off of her butt. If I had something on my butt, my brother would never notice because he doesn't look at my butt. Well, I mean, she was literally bent over the couch, ass up, like... That's the only, you know, everybody was looking at the butt. Well, I don't think my brother would take it off for me. He would be like, girl, there's something on your booty. And I'd be like, take it off myself. I did like how he got the pliers. Like, he was like, I'm not touching her ass. The pliers will be taking this off of her ass. But they did that because it would have been weird if he used his hands. Yeah, absolutely. Meaning it was a weird thing to begin with. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. We are at Principal Franklin's office the next day. Carly barges in and lies, taking the blame for hacking into the computer and changing her grade, and then says that she never cared about his birthday at all, and all she wanted to do was change her grade back to a B. The principal replies, so you want the microwave back? SMH. Priorities. And also, it's just fucking rude. Why would she be like, I never cared about your birthday? That wasn't uh, that wasn't essential to the plot. Like, there was no need to be fucking rude to Obama. That was mean. She said, fuck Obama. Yeah, she really did. I'm a fascist again. I don't like Obama. <laughs> There's no need to be a bitch, girl. <laughs> Harley says that she just wants to make it right. And when Obama reveals that Freddie just came in and took the blame for the same thing, he's been sitting there the whole time. Probably staring at Carly's A. Enjoying the show, lurking in the background. <laughs> like, I love how Freddie is just so unnoticeable to literally everyone. He is so small, so quiet, just nobody gives a fuck that she has no idea that he's been there the whole time. And why didn't Freddie say something? Be like, hey, girl, shut the fuck up. Like, it was for dramatic effect. Yeah, whatever, Dickie. (laughs) Sam, of course, also rushes in and confesses the truth and admits that it was wrong for her to force her friend to promise not to tell. Sam asks if they're in trouble and Franks asks if he can keep the microwave. Carly says it's all his, so he lets them all off the hook. You know, I just, 
I have some thoughts about this. First of all, she's rich as fuck. She doesn't give a fuck about a microwave. She can buy 10 of those microwaves with her own allowance, let alone her father's money. And, you know, I don't know if I fully believe that Sam would do this. I, You know, like, I, I think she might because I do genuinely think that she cherishes the friendship. But she cares so much about, like, not turning herself in and having other people take the blame for her and stuff. Like, do I really think that she would come in and confess the truth like this? I don't know. I feel like it naturally crescendoed where we see her understanding more and more why it bothers Carly so much. Yeah. Like, every time they fight about it, it's not going away. It's not getting better. It's not getting easier. And I feel like at first... Sam thinks that it's because Carly, you know, just isn't okay with the rule breaking. But I think slowly she's understanding that this achievement doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter that she deserved it. It doesn't matter that she should have gotten it. She didn't get it. And like she truly feels guilty and gross because of it. So I feel like this episode displays that while Sam might not understand Carly when she realizes that this is not satisfying to Carly, like she needs to undo it. Yeah, she knows that it means a lot to Carly to undo it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I just I thought it was like kind of uncharacteristic of her. But the more I thought about it I was like you know she probably would because she does cherish that friendship so much so I think you're absolutely right and I feel like for all of Sam's flaws which she always pulls through with is loyalty right and true so when she like apologizes to Carly and says I shouldn't have done that to a friend yeah she like I feel like I feel like this is a normal arc for Sam to go through realizing that yeah not everyone is okay with her amoralness and with perpetuating that and she can't force people to to participate in it yeah that's a great take that is a great take i love it <laughs> getting serious about icarly getting into those real character arcs huh mm-hmm. sam gets detention twice a week for six weeks and he types the record into the computer the bell rings and obama obviously leaves <laughs> and sam goes to the computer to change her punishment to once a week for two weeks carly comes in and pulls her out by her hair with when sam just screams hair 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 I love that she didn't learn her lesson because there's no lesson to be learned. There's no lesson to be learned. Period. Uh, She should do it again. Carly did deserve that A and that teacher was a fucking asshole. And I feel like Carly should have explained exactly what the teacher said to her and that her entire grades and possibility of getting into the college she wants to go to is being compromised by a teacher who's being picky about the type of paper she printed on. Yes. Also, you know who didn't learn their lesson? Obama for leaving his fucking computer open. True, true. Obama equals brain dead. Brain dead, idiot. Brain dead Obama. But I was thinking the same thing the whole episode. I was like, why has Carly not just told Principal Franklin what Professor fucking Dickwad said to her? Mm -hmm. That would fix everything. I think there's this illusion when you're younger that adults are never wrong and adults can do whatever they want. Right. Especially a teacher in that like power position. Yes. I feel like so many teachers did inappropriate and illegal things to me when I was younger and yeah nothing sexual nothing sexual just like very strange things that are right. not legal yeah. like revealing grades in front of your peers to demean you that's right. illegal but that happened to me multiple times where teachers would shame students for their grades in public yes. and it's like that's literally illegal and all I had to do was tell my mom and get my mom to you know call the to school say board something. yeah 
And it's like teachers take advantage of the fact that young kids don't understand that like they can be wrong. I had a lot of teachers do shit like that to me too or to other students like while I was in class. I had, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget, I had this one substitute teacher in first or second grade and I yawned like while she was saying something. I yawned because I was a kid and I yawned. People yawn. And she yeah. like like shamed me in front of the entire class and was like, what am I boring you? Blah, blah, blah. Like, why didn't you cover your mouth when you yawned? I was like 10. And I literally to this day cover my mouth when I yawn because of that. Anyway, I hate school. I love learning, but I hate school. And teachers did that. Yeah. See, I liked school, but like I also had teachers who like fucked it up for me. Anyway, post-credit scene. Anyway, cancel teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Back to iCarly. So anyway. we have a post-credit scene, kind of. And it's at the iCarly set. And the girls are screaming at the screen again. You know, what else is new? And mm-hmm. Sam says that iCarly was voted the best web show in the world. By who, you ask? Well, her, obviously. And then they celebrate with some noisemakers. Oh my god, wait, this reminds me. Did you know that I Rewatcher Carly was nominated as the best podcast in the fucking world? Oh my god, by who? Me, obviously. Uh, well, what's the fucking... (laughs) 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 Where's my (laughs) boo-boozuela? I'll go get my (laughs) noisemaker. I just, I, I miss, I miss the other post-credit scenes. I miss it. Yeah. I, I don't want them to scream at me anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I hate these weird OnlyFans videos. <laughs> I sort of wanted to bring up like, okay, so for like the theme of this episode, see, I think that this ending supports oh. the fact that you should keep looking out for your friends no matter what, because at the end, they never sold Sam out. Even That's though they true. told the truth. Yeah. They never like, they didn't rat her out. And that, that, that was the, the, the main thing part of it yeah yeah that's why I was saying like I kind of disagree with you and that they kind of told the truth at the end and did the right thing because like at the end of the day they still did the right thing I'm putting that Mm -hmm. in quotes you know because it's like they still told Principal Franklin what happened Mm -hmm. just not ratting Sam out so it was kind of a little bit of both that you can like compromise and do the right thing but still be loyal but I think even in that compromise it was like keeping Sam's name out of it was more important and throwing yourself under the bus for a friend was more important than like following the rules and being transparent that's fair i see i see what you're saying you guys we just got tweeted at that the song that i meowed (laughs) last episode was not the star spangled banner like i this just in breaking news breaking news (laughs) (laughs) i do not know the national anthem yeah so i definitely sang my country tis of thee which is Simply called America, My Country, Tis of Thee is an American patriotic song. Wow. This week's Pod Babe of the Week is... My friend, one Miss Melissa Stebbins, a.k.a. M. Stebbs with two B's and a Z on Instagram. I just want to thank Melissa for being one of my only friends... (laughs) <laughs> who listens to this podcast all the way through and harasses me when we're late to posting because she wants to listen to it. Thank you for being such a supportive friend, Melissa. You've always been so supportive of all of my comedy endeavors and come to my comedy shows and stuff like that. I love you so much. We've known each other since high school. I love her. That was amazing. That was beautiful. We love you, Melly Stebbs. You're the best. <laughs> I've never met you, but I love you. You met her through Zoom today. That's true. I lied. I just lied right now. And thank you for bringing me a white claw during this episode. Yeah, really appreciated. Don't forget to join us next week. 
when we hopefully post on schedule this time. <laughs> for I am your biggest fan, Ooh. which I cannot wait to rewatch this one. <laughs> and we hope that you rewatch it with us. See, See you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to head to iRewatchiCarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, our notes, and cool behind the scenes footage. Also, follow us on social media at iRewatchiCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at TequilaThought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E. Disclaimer, all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.